Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh. Hey, dude. Dude. Happy Friday. How uh, How's it going? What's up in your world? I'm... Though the, those that are listening, it's definitely not. Well, it might be Friday. You might have waited a week or two. Uh, you don't get these on Fridays, but it's Friday for no. us, and no, I no. could not yep. tell you how excited and ecstatic I am that this week is almost over. <laughs> like it's been a long. <laughs> it's week. time. It's yeah. time. It's one uh, thing dude, it's after another a, after another. Yeah, and we're just yeah. getting through we, it. We had friends visit on Sunday night from Maryland, and uh, they stayed Sunday night and left Monday, but they had a little girl, so got to like get the kids together. And then uh, on Tuesday, our friends Jonathan and crew came back through on their way back uh, back home to Colorado. So we had like Hotel Hannah going, you know, a couple nights nice. in a row and through the week, but... Do that you guys made it put like mints on pillows at Hotel Hannah, or you know, uh, not typically, not typically. No, we did blow up air mattresses and did some. Okay. You know, we have some nice amenities. Nobody tipped, uh, which we're Weird. still kind of scratching our heads at. Yeah. You, know, you know what like, probably was you didn't make the animals out of uh, their towels. Probably, dude, That's it like probably the was the top that. thing that they yeah like, oh, probably like they really cared. yeah we expected tip like there's a there's a yeah. you know dolphin on my bed yeah yeah dude yeah. next time i'm gonna i'm gonna watch some youtube videos do that because i'm trying to get my cash game up you know some yeah. some kind of tips i even like put signs like around your house just like as subtle hints of be like <laughs> hey we accept tips or you know tips for yeah. a good job dude that'd be <laughs> That'd be funny and so awkward, like by the coffee maker in the morning, like, hey, fresh, yeah. fresh premium coffee uh, brewed for tips you, accepted. tips welcome, you know, yeah. like by the, all the places people go, bathroom cleaned I would before even your write, arrival. I would say tips, tips accepted. expected and then cross it out and then write welcomed, like, welcome. like oh, just yeah. kidding, I was making yeah. a joke. And but in a way, it, you like, can you still see you can still see that it was expected. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And even like no. you could slide like a bill underneath their mm. door uh, right. of what it would cost that you're letting them stay there, and then just credit it, right? Like show them, <laughs> hey, we've taken care of this. Don't worry uh, about it, dude. But like yeah. just so they know the cost that you've given. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. 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 I think yeah. that's the only way. The value only. we would give. Well, dude, if you ever want to come visit Pennsylvania, I know we've talked about now. it, but you're welcome. You're welcome <laughs> to, but you will be. I hear tips are required. You will experience all of that. Uh, you'll be like my guinea pig of like how to how to thread <laughs> the fun. needle on that one. Um, yeah. No, dude, it was it was fun, uh, but but it has been like the. Jonathan and crew stayed on the way to Boston and then on the way back and uh, Lauren and her family came and stayed in between. So it was just like really fun, but like go, go, go. Like loving it. Yeah. They've like totally loved life. So for me, I'm like, dude, we started last night was Thursday that we're recording this. Today's Friday. And we started uh, Ted Lasso. We just activated Apple TV. We've never oh, had it. Okay. So we're like doing our free trial. And we okay. dove into Ted Lasso, like season episode one and two, I think last night. And I'm stoked. So tonight right. I'm going to have good pizza, hang out. We're going to check out some more Ted Lasso. 
nothing wrong. I feel with like that, it's a show know? that's probably like right up your alley. I never got into yeah. it. I tried. You never I liked it? it the first season. Okay. It was just okay. Uh, though Silo, I don't know if you ever read the books. Nope. Pretty phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Hijacked. I just watched that last week. Pretty was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, those are all on. Uh, there's a new. There's a new movie on there that I think they like just put up, but it's Zach Galifianakis, and it's all about when Beanie Babies were a huge oh, I craze. It. Yeah, you yeah. watched it? Was it funny? I was like watching it, in the background. It was. It was funny. The things I remember. It was pretty yeah, good. But it it's looked, like a. It's like yeah, a documentary yeah. kind of thing. Oh, um, it's a documentary. Mock- mockumentary. Maybe say it that okay. way. Okay, mockumentary. Um, Sweet. Yeah, they're not making well, I'm probably going to check it out because like Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis makes me laugh every time. So I'm there's like, some yeah, great movies too. Like that. these are older, but Greyhound um, has Tom Cruise or not Tom Cruise. Uh, Tom something. I can't remember his name. Hanks. Uh, Hanks. The Banker. If you haven't watched The Banker, that's no. that's top. That's top notch. That's a good one. Really. That's uh, yeah. Uh, it's like set in like the 50s, 60s. Uh, it's two black men that uh, try to start buying real estate and how impossibly hard it becomes. And then wow. like overcoming it. Uh, but wow. those, those, cool. are both, those are both top Sweet. notching. Sweet. Usually content, for the most part, is pretty good on Apple yeah, TV. Dude. It's yeah, It's not a ton, but it's good. You watch totally. It totally. Yeah, man. Nice, dude. Dude, cool. Well, what, let's uh, uh, let's dive yeah, in. Yeah, let's dive in. Uh, let's do in it. The middle, if if you're just joining us, you missed us last week. Um, we're working through just different psalms um, throughout um, the book of Psalms. And one of the beautiful things about the Psalms, um, there's probably plenty of beautiful things, but one thing to highlight uh, is oftentimes it gives us language uh, and even some, in some ways, feelings and and how to express those things to God. Um, So in seasons of lamenting or seasons of difficulty and seasons of rejoicing and seasons of excitement, um, it has an ability to give us words that maybe we can't come up with on our own um, to pray to God and to talk to God about. So that's kind of how we're coming at this. You know, all scripture is is designed to foster relationship with God. Um, So that's how we'll always come at it from scripture standpoint. Um, We're just trying to build relationship. Uh, So when we kind of talk through these things will come from that relationship lens because relationship matters. It matters to God. It matters to us. Um, but yeah, we're in last week. I don't remember what Psalm we did. We did one of the other Psalms. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Maybe. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe was it 21? Yeah. Uh, we're maybe. in Psalm 121. We just added, That's right. or was it Psalm 23? Did we? No, no, no. We didn't do 23. No. We saved it. Sorry. Anyway, uh, Psalm 121. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll read this and then we'll kind of uh, just jump into it and see where we end up. Uh, but this is Psalm 121. This is in uh, reading in the New International Version. But um, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my hope come from? My hope comes from the Lord, the maker of the heavens and the earth. He will not let your foot slip. He will watch. Or he who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day and nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over you, your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going and now and forever more boom dude 
first thoughts, my friend. thoughts on that. Uh, so Hillsong, this is like, so in, in the Bible here, it says a song of ascents, like a song of ascents is kind of what this Psalm is, is titled 121. And I think immediately about Hillsong's song of ascent, um, just cause I love that song. Um, but the whole idea is like, like, I love the imagery, man, of this. Like, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And then the rest of this is like, what does it mean to have your help come from the Lord? Um, honestly, dude, I I just love this whole psalm. It's only eight verses. But to me, um, to me, it's like, you know, like, God protects me. God watches over me. God and you. Like, God is... God is present. He doesn't have the limitations we have. He's not going to fall asleep watching over us. He's not going to miss something. He's not going to allow the things to harm us that could. Um, this doesn't promise like a like a perfect life, you know, but it's like where, where it does help come from. And we can take so much like peace in the fact that our help comes from the Lord. Um, this might be a really goofy example, but like I live in the country and uh, I was listening to this podcast the other night uh, that was about B- Bigfoot and uh, and it was like a pretty creepy first episode or second episode, whatever it was. But I was like about to go to bed and then I was just at this place where I was like really unsettled and uh, and I, I had this feeling of like, man, like I just, I'm not ready to go to sleep, you know, but I really want to go to sleep. Like I just don't have peace in my heart or in my mind right now. I had a creepy feeling and it's probably from listening to a podcast that was creepy. With that said, my, like my first reaction was like, I just need to pray, you know, and, uh, and pray like God, like I'm just a little creeped out feel like uh something weird's going on would you would you protect me like i don't know if it's um because i listened to a podcast that that had me given you know given the or feeling the heebie-jeebies or if it's because there's like spiritual attack happening or if it's because i ate something bad but lord would you like settle my mind and would you remind me that like you are the protector of me and us and uh for me man Protection is like a different level thing with two little girls uh, at our house. We live out in the country and there's lots of animals around and things and you'll hear little bumps in the night and it's usually nothing, you know, but whenever I like kind of wake up and have a moment like that, um, my first reaction is always like, God, you are our protection. Like you're where the help come, our help comes from. Would you... Would you protect us if we need it? Would you, uh, if there's somebody outside that is seeking to do us harm, would you protect us and send an angel and like scare him away? You know, like you are our protection. I can have illusions of safety or illusions of like, I can take care of this. Like, um, but the reality is like God is over all things and, and in all things. So this is one of those Psalms that, I, I read and I read fairly often because it's it's a reminder of like, man, where does my help come from? Does it come from Andrew having lots of guns and being good at them? You know, like not really, actually. And I don't have that many guns, just a couple. But um, 
and I'm not that great with them. And, but and all of them are loaded and ready to go. Just saying. At all times. Anyone at all times. Yeah. Uh, always. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. But they. Uh, but don't break into my house. I live in the country. You should expect guns. Uh, <laughs> um, but like, dude, our our help doesn't come from the things that we can just control. Like we can, we might have illusions that that's true. Um, but our help comes from the Lord and he doesn't fall asleep and he provides good things to us. He's the shade at our right hand and he's not going to let the sun, sun harm us or the moon or the, the things that might, we might worry about in our day. So that's, that's my unorganized like set of first thoughts of, of kind of where I go. And, uh, I'd love to hear yours, but if you want a Bigfoot podcast recommendation, I can send it your way. <laughs> so we're just literally talking about Bigfoot on Wednesday. Nice. We're talking about what conspiracy theories do you believe? Um, and it was like a split group, 50-50 on Bigfoot. Um, I think everyone was hopeful Bigfoot existed just because it sounded cooler, uh, but nobody wanted to like take a stand. Um, yeah, I, I think... <clears throat> I don't know. I think there's a depth of relationship um in the midst of these verses as you kind of talk through these things i think of um paul talks about a couple of different places but one of the places paul talks about it in first corinthians uh 13 which is are the love verses you know love is patient Mm -hmm. love is kind he ends that whole section with you know um when i was a child i acted like a child uh, Mm -hmm. but now i'm you know now i'm not and i I'm trying to remember his words exactly. I don't have it in front of me. It's, it's something to the extent of, and this is Josh paraphrasing drastically here. Don't take it as truth, but um, some of the extent of like, I am, I am fully known and I know him more or something to that extent. And I think that's this piece at the core of, of the Psalm of like, it, it's easy to make these statements. It's another thing to believe these statements. And it's another mm. thing to trust these statements, I think is the three pieces to this. Right, like to say, I know where my help comes from. Sure, I can know those things. Um, I can know who God is. You know, He's the maker of the heavens and earth. Like He's He's vast. He's He's larger than. Um, he's watching over me. Um, he's sh- You know, uh, His shade is is at my right hand. Um, you know, He's not sleeping on the job like Andrew said. Like He's paying attention. He's He's at work um, to keep me from. Um, I wouldn't say all harm. <laughs> harm does happen in this world, but all harm that's going to cause full. I, I think there is a piece of this, like he's talking to Israel about a specific situation. So it's, it's difficult to make the full connection and apply it to our lives. But I think there's this piece of like, um, know the truth, um, believe the truth. So it's, you know, internalizing a lot of these things, in your own life. And, um, I think oftentimes where opportunities like this fall apart um, are when my personal experiences don't match up with what I'm reading hmm. um, or what the truth is. Yeah. And that's where trust starts to come into play, right? Um, trusting that I, do, I just don't understand. Um, going back to what Paul was saying, like at some point you'll have a full picture of what's really going on and how things are actually playing out. We don't have that yet. Um, and we just have to trust our God that he is in control, um, that even harm that has been caused in my life, um, um, wasn't necessarily allowed by him um, because sin does enter this world and it is destructive. And, you know, God does um, uh, allow the sin to play itself out in this world until he returns. Um, so we're going to get touched by that sin. Um, so there's a piece of like God's in the midst of the sin causing on you, but he also didn't stop it um, in that specific situation. 
uh, but where the trusting of God is, even though harm has you know ha- been had in your life, um, we can still trust Him, right? Like the end of the story, the end of the story always works itself out. Um, he can work all things for the good of those who love Him, um, regardless of how evil those things are that have come upon you or around you. Um, God can still be in the midst of those things. Um, and I think this is where it gets really confusing really fast because we just don't understand, right? His ways are greater than our ways. His thoughts are greater than our thoughts. We don't have a full comprehension of even how our world works, let alone how God is interacting with our world. Right? Mm. We just don't have that full picture and that's okay. Um, and that's where trusting him in, in relationship comes into play. And I think that's what this is really speaking to. It's, it's not necessarily like the practical of what's being said. It's the heart behind what's being said that we hold on to uh, and move yeah. from just believing these things to actually trusting these things. And to trust these things means your actions are going to be dictated by these things, right? Yeah. Um, so like if I believe something, I could believe lots of things. I could believe, you know, uh, uh, Sasquatch exists. Uh, Bigfoot right. exists, right? Yep. Um, but is that going to change <laughs> uh, my behavior? Probably not. Um Maybe if I lived in like the Pacific Northwest, it may be different yeah, right, um, because right. there's a better chance to see him, but it, it's just not going to have that effect on me. But if I trust that he does exist, right. now we're getting, you know, the illustration starting to break down. But if I trust that right. he does exist, I would allow my, my behavior to, to be dictated by that trust. You know, I'd be taking, you know, food out into the woods to feed Sasquatch because I trust that he exists. Uh, right. Uh, I'd be defending him when people are, you know, getting the pitchforks out and wanting to kill him because I trust right. that he exists. Right. Um, or I'd be getting the pitchforks out and I'm going to go kill him because I trust that he exists. And, <laughs> and I don't you want don't him want to. him around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but there's, there's like that piece that starts to dictate. And this is, this is the Christian journey, right? This is as a disciple of Jesus. This is the journey that we get, we, we get taken on. Like as we, as we know Jesus more and as we follow Jesus deeper, you know, more obedience in our life towards Christ. And we're not talking about moral obedience. We're talking about a much deeper thing than just moral obedience. Um, but when we start to actually trust God in our lives in those places, he starts to change and shape our, and mold our hearts and our behaviors start to change. Our world around us starts to change. Our relationships start to change. Everything we touch starts to change um, because God is, but it all came back to, I actually started to trust. I let myself yeah. um, change. Yeah. Uh, and I think so oftentimes we read verses like this and we, we think that they're, um, they're less active. They're more like, oh, this is just like mm-hmm. matter of fact, but like, there's so much relationship and trust that's being built for them to be able to make these statements and full and firmly believe them. Um, whoever the psalmist is in this case, I don't think we know, but um, mm-hmm. I think there's that piece at play too. That was my, those are my first thoughts. Yeah, like there's a level of trust here um, that isn't necessarily, you know, blatantly said, but there's a depth of trust here that um, we're all trying. Well, hopefully, most people, like I would say probably most Christians don't even realize it's a step in the right direction, but yeah. Yeah. Um, things we like to say around the church, trust yeah. in God. It's a, totally. It's a, this sounds like a good thing. Totally. Man, the one thing, you know, one, so uh, I'm trying to think about how to say this, like Christians, we talk often about like how scripture is living and breathing. Like it's, it's not, uh, something that's just written down and stagnant and doesn't mean anything later, you know? And that's kind of like great writing has a life of its own, you know, like there's a reason 
like classical books that we all know are still meaningful today. Um, but there's, there's that on steroids with, with the Bible. Uh, and one reason I love this metaphor, uh, as you were talking, Josh, I was thinking about how do I talk about this idea, the metaphor of like lifting your eyes up to the mountains and then like a couple lines down, it's like, God's not going to, he will not let my foot slip. He watches over me while I slumber, you know, and you get this, this visual of like, I see the huge mountain in front of me. I'm going to climb that thing and I'm going up and like, God, I'm going to trust in God that he's not going to let my feet slip. And by the way, while I'm up there and there's like unknown things happen at night while I have to sleep, like God's not going to sleep. He's going to protect me. You know, uh, he doesn't have the limitations I have. I was thinking, dude, like years ago, might've been five, six years at this point, I convinced you to hike the incline with me in Colorado. I was just telling someone and, that's uh, right too. Yeah. And, and if and you I don't live in Andrew's Colorado the entire or, time, yeah, you did. But if you, you did, but if you don't live in Colorado or you haven't heard of the incline, it's a, it's like one mile, but in that mile you go like 3000 feet vertically up. So it's just insane. It's like up the side of the mountain used to be train tracks. Now it's like sort of train tracks, sort of hiking path, but it's just steps. It's like, and, and there's this false summit. So you think you're coming up to the top and then you actually have a little dip. And then the very steepest part is, is still ahead of you. So I say that because it's one of those hikes that when you start it, you're like, why am I doing this? And can I even make it to the top? Like, this is so insane. It's like you're going up Mount Doom and Mordor if you're a Lord of the Rings person. <laughs> like, it looks and feels kind of like that. That is uh, real life, the incline. So this metaphor of like looking up the mountain and thinking like, man, I don't know if I can make it up there. Like my foot, if I slip, I could literally die super easily. Like <laughs> this thing is not safe if you have a slip or fall, you know, but like, but there's a lot of circumstances in our life that maybe it's not a physical mountain, but you can have the same feeling of looking at the mountain or looking at the tidal wave that you can see forming in the distance coming. And it's like, I don't know. Like I see this thing coming. I see this mountain looming. I have to walk through this season and like, if I slip up, like, I don't know if I'm going to do well through it. I don't know if I'm going to live sometimes when you're hiking the incline, you have that thought, or I don't know if I'm going to come through this well relationally, or I don't know if I'm going to come through this well spiritually. Like I, I shared that story of like my surgery and stuff, like removing my side boob as we called it. Um, and there were moments in there when, where I'm just like, I just have to trust God. Like I, I'd rather not be in these circumstances at all, but I just got to trust you in it, you know? And before we started re recording, Josh, I was telling you like just a few days ago, got news of some reorganization coming in the, in the department I work in. And like, realistically the next three to six months, there's going to be a lot of like shakeup and like unsteady feeling of my job and many others. Um, and what the future holds, you know, like, change always happens, but, but it's one of those seasons of like going into Thursday morning. I was like, I expect a reorg, but I expected that in this way going into Friday afternoon, I'm like, 
that wasn't what I expected. This is a bigger shakeup than I thought was going to happen. There's more question marks here and now. And you know what? Like, there's certain things I can do. I can try to keep my feet on the steady path. But, like, dude, I got to trust that God is is in control and that God sees the whole picture, um, you know, that I don't see. And that's okay. Like, it's it's an uncomfortable place to be. And I can say it's okay, because it is, but uh, but I'm positive there's going to be a ton of times where I'm just going to be asking God questions that maybe he won't reveal the answers to right away on. You know, maybe I got to wait three to six months or whatever to, to know where things are going to land. And it's uncomfortable, but it's okay. And I got to be able to trust, like, God, you are where my help come from. You know, like, you, you are my help. Uh, you're going to keep my feet on the steady path. You're not going to let me slip in a way that's going to cause too much uh, pain. You know, you're not going to let me come tumbling down the incline unless it's just my time and you're calling me home, you know, because you will die if you fall down that incline <laughs> too far. But like, dude, it's it's a metaphor. It's like realistic. You could You could be singing this or thinking this or praying this as you go up a crazy mountain hike. Or you could be singing this or praying this or thinking this, even if you don't fully believe it yet, as you're going through yeah, something that's I don't know like what just the, happened, but Andrew disappeared on me. Oh, um, there's Andrew's back. <clears throat> hey, I'm back. Sorry if uh, I hope I didn't cut out. I could hear you just fine. But all I was going to say is like this: this metaphor applies, and you can think about it and pray it, whether you fully believe it or not. Um, declare that like if you see a relational mountain coming in your life or a spiritual mountain coming in your life or whatever those circumstances are that have you in need of help today, like one of the best things to to do is is find scripture like this and pray it as if you believe it until you believe it. <laughs> you know, like God, I see this thing coming and I'm gonna lift my eyes up to the mountain that I see and describe it to him. Like, where does my help come from? Like, I'm going to choose to believe that my help comes from you, Lord. You're the maker of heaven and earth. Like, make this thing personal. That's the beauty of something. That's the beauty of a way to pray through a psalm like this, is you can take the words of a past author who meant it and felt it, and this came out of out of the lessons God taught them, and you can make it your own, man. Like, even if you don't fully believe it to be true, that's the best way to pray of like, God, I'm going to pray and trust. And and by the way, I'm struggling to believe all this to be true. But like, would you show up in my life and, and help teach me these things? Help teach me yeah. trust because I don't have it. I don't want to have it. Teach me faith because it's uncomfortable and I'd rather have control. But I know I can't don't in this circumstance. So yeah, man, that's yeah. that's maybe like too, the like, most. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I think too, like we talked about this. I don't know the last episode of the episode before, but like trusting God only gets more difficult um, because yeah. what you're trusting God for only gets bigger. Um, and you know, there's a there's a piece of this you're trusting God with the easy stuff, right? Stuff that affects you, your life around you, and then start God starts giving you bigger dreams of what impact you could have with your life on those. Uh, in your spheres of influence and in your circles and in your city and in your state. And um, as you trust God for those things and follow his direction and his lead and, and seeing those things come to be like, they're just going to even get harder from there because the dreams just get bigger and bigger of what God is asking of you. 
uh, and hopefully get to the end of your life and you're able to say, man, like, look at all God has accomplished because I just chose to trust. Um, even though, you know, that idea seemed ridiculous, even though that thought or that dream seemed ridiculous and, you know, impossible in my current circumstances, you know, I kept pursuing God and doing my part in the midst of that. And now we, now we're here today and we're seeing, you know, multiplication of fruit of that. Um, but it always comes back to like, are we truly trusting God? Like, are we giving him control of our lives? And just as you were talking and I know the verses talk about, you know, um, slumber and sleep on God's behalf that he's not doing these things. He's, he's always alert and paying attention. Um, but I think we, we find this place as we're walking with God in relationship that, um, and that trust in him is, is increasing and growing or love for him is increasing and growing that, that. Um, we have the ability to sleep, right? Even when life is crazy um, and his circumstances are going nuts, I think not sleeping is a really good sign for a lot of people of like, I'm trying to control things, right? That's why I'm not mm. sleeping. I'm stressed out. I'm all the different options that could be, right? You know, yeah. Jesus tells us, you know, tomorrow has enough to worry about itself. Just focus mm-hmm. on today. Um, yeah. And and as, as impactful as that statement would have been to his hearers of the day, it's still impactful to us today because our circumstances haven't changed in the sense of like, we're still people that want to control our lives. Um, and this whole journey of walking with Jesus is we don't control our lives and it's learning the process of how we don't mm-hmm. control our lives. Yep. Right. You know, I'm in second Corinthians right now and second Corinthians, sorry, I'm pulling my Bible out cause I don't remember what chapter I'm actually in. Second Corinthians three, um, I'm reading, I'm reading a, another book with our men's group, uh, by a guy that's from Britain. Um, and they say two Corinthians three or that's right. uh, two Peter, um, which I always find mm-hmm. interesting. Sorry. Second Corinthians three, uh, ends with, uh, this is verse 18. I'll just read it. So this is in the uh, new living translation. Um, so all of us who have had the veil removed, um, this is talking about, we've come to know Jesus, our Lord and savior. He's comparing it to Moses and the law. Um, but has, uh, has have our veil removed can see and reflect the glory of our Lord and the, and the Lord who is the spirit makes us more and more like him as he's changing, as we are changed into his glorious image. Uh, this is Jesus we're talking about, right? Lord Jesus. Um, and that's, that's really the process of, uh, this life is as we walk with Jesus, we know and follow him. Um, we trust him more. We're changed by him and we're changed into the image of Christ. Um, uh, as we continue to walk with him now, we're looking at the image of Christ, right? Looking at the garden of Gethsemane, you know, he begged God, uh, if there was any other way, but your will be done. Um, welcome to the Christian life. Right? Yeah. God's going to ask us to go and do and chase crazy things that seem impossible, that seem too hard, that seem like we can't survive it, um, that, that seem like all, all these different reasons why, right? Um, and it always comes back to, but your will be done, God. Um, and that's who the ultimate goal um, for this life is that we become more and more like is Jesus, right? So yeah. more and more, we want to get to that place where, God, your will be done. Um, God, I know here's all these things in front of me and I don't know how you're going to work them out and they terrify me or here's the Mm -hmm. dream you put in front of me and it feels like it's impossible or God, here's this relationship that's imploding and I don't know how to fix it. It feels like it's irreparable. Um, and you know, God's in just trust me, let my will be done. And I think it's a hard lesson to learn. Um, but I, I think it's a, it's a huge one. Um, Andrew, what's, what's, what's a time, I guess, in your life as, as we're kind of talking through this, that this is a lesson that you've had to learn, um, whether on a big scale or a small scale. 
Yeah, man. I, uh, just practical uh, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. One, one way, uh, I've, I've talked a lot about like the year of the chicken and the move, but maybe I'll just talk about a, a tiny piece of that. Um, dude, like I remember becoming a dad for the first time when Catherine was born and like she was born healthy. She was born early, like, uh, nearly a month earlier than we expected or, or anybody expected. And, uh, and that led to like a pretty, pretty wild, um, first set of moments of becoming a parent. Cause in our minds we were like, all right, November, like that's coming. And dude, it was, it was early October, you know, we thought late November anyway. Um, I remember this time of like, there, there was like hours where it was like medical staff was around and all of that. And at some point it, the house got really quiet. We were home with Catherine and, uh, everybody had left. And for the next couple weeks, like we had intentionally chosen, like, let's not have any visitors really in the first two weeks, unless like somebody's dropping off food. I remember you brought over a bunch of PJs and stuff, onesies, uh, for Catherine, but it was this moment of like, everything kind of went quiet and it's like, we just have this tiny baby. <laughs> and like, I've never had a kid. Jan has never had a kid. And there was this like extra level of like, man, I don't know what to do here. Cause like Catherine was born smaller than most babies. So she just felt so fragile and like so dependent on us. And it was just this moment of like, I don't have the tools in the toolkit right now. Cause I've never done this before. I don't actually know how to be a dad to a tiny baby. I don't actually know all the things that Jana might need in this. And when, when your daughter's like that small and fragile, um, dude, it's just like, God protect this child. Like I, there's so much I don't know and there's so much I can't know and there's so much I can't do for this person, but God, you've entrusted them into, into our care. Like I'm going to trust you that you give us like the tools we need and the abilities we need just today, just to get through today and to, to see tomorrow morning. Well, you know, like God, just give us the strength and ability and discernment and all of that to get to tomorrow morning, you know? And then the next day it was like rinse and repeat. And then hilariously, like I remember when she started napping a little less and when, um, when the, when she was actually like, you know, wanting to be around us for more, uh, more time in the day. And I'm just like, what do we do now? Like, how do I do this? Like, it's like, God, I just need your guidance and discernment. And I need, I need all the things from you today. Cause I don't know how to be a dad to a one-year-old and a one and a half year old and a two-year-old and a three. And I don't know how to welcome a second child into our world, you know? So for me, this is like, this has been, there's a ton of times in my life where I've had to trust God, but, but honestly, man, in parenting, I feel like I have to trust God for like, give me discernment or give me patience or give me clarity of how to, how to raise this person who might be yelling at me in this moment, but in a way that allows them to understand your love long-term or makes it easier for them to understand your love long-term. So 
like this trust stuff, man, I I have to trust God on the daily (laughs) in my life of just like, how do I parent? How do I raise these people to be godly, godly women one day, you know? And uh, what do I model in my life that, that helps them in that? And how do I live my life in a way that helps them in that? It's, it's hard and it requires, requires trust. It's, it's easy to think about the times when they were tiny babies and like, I just was scared out of my mind and had to trust God. But realistically, man, it's most days that I'm like, God, I need your help on something or I need your trust. I need you to show the way or make it easier or show me through discernment how to, how to be a father in this. Cause yeah, man, it's, it's daily difficult and daily rewarding. And there's so much I can't control, you know, that I, that I have to just trust God in. So I don't know if that's helpful, man, as, as kind of practical example, a a practical example, but I feel like I need to trust God very, very often in my life at this point. Yeah. I think too, like, I think oftentimes God gets us to that place where we, we don't have anything else we can give, right? Like, this, this situation is too big for me. I just, I don't know what to do. Um, there's nothing I can do. It's all out of my hands. And I'm just, I, I think it's in those places that God gets the most growth out of us, uh, in trusting him. Like I think of, um, I'm going to butcher this. Uh, Paul writes, Paul quotes God. I think in second Corinthians somewhere, I should be able to find it. Um, but he says something to the extent of like, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Um, and I think, I think that's that piece of like, you want to see the power of God in our lives. Um, we want to see God do big and bigger things. We want to see trust increased. Like we have to get to the end of us. Um, and either we're going to get to the end of us, you know, through our circumstances and God's going to put us, put us in that place, or we're going to get to the end of us by choosing to get to the end of us uh, and not trying to take control of everything. I'm um, letting God do what God does. Um, either way, we're going to get to the end of us. If, if we want to see God's um, hand at work and want to see, you know, the, tr- our trust in him to, to increase. But I think all too often we don't get to those places um, because we just don't let go. Um, we keep controlling and changing and, um, uh, um, trying to manipulate our, our, our circumstances and situations to get the outcome that I want rather than just trusting God to, to allow him to, to play it out. Um, I think it's a big one, but like, this is the season I'm in right now. This is a, a lesson that mm. I'm currently learning, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, at a deeper level than I've ever learned in my life. But, um, you know, pastoring a, a church plant is, is hard. <laughs> it just is. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. hard work. It's exhausting work. And, um, you know, paying the bills is a real, is a mm-hmm. real need. And all these things are, are always in front of you. Uh, mm-hmm. and you have to pay attention. I mean, you could choose to stress about them and try to figure it out on your own, or you could choose to pray and spend a lot more time with Jesus and ask him to work in these things and give you direction on what's your next step. Um, so you're not wasting time. Uh, uh, toiling through things that God's not in the midst of or trying to chase things that, you know, aren't going to play themselves out the way that you thought they were going to. Uh, it's, it's in those pieces that, um, that I think, sorry, I just found the verses, uh, first Corinthians 12, uh, nine through 11. I'll just read it because mm. these are always solid stuff. But, yeah. um, but he said, he said to me, and this is God speaking to Paul. He's quoting him. Um, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Um, Therefore, I boast all the more gladly. Now, this is Paul speaking. Therefore, I boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. 
That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, insults, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Hmm. Uh, not because we've done anything, but because it's Christ who lives in us. But it, it, like we don't get to those places, one, if you're not fostering a relationship with God. Right, if you're not spending time with God on a regular basis, um, and why I say spending time with God, like you're 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 spending time doing things that uh, help uh, increase vulnerability and conversation and time, um, all these things that are healthy to relationship and need to be part of relationship. Like, what are you doing to do these things? Now, there's a lot of different spiritual habits, right? You can read scripture in relationship. You can pray in relationship. You can fast in relationship. You can meditate. Um, you know, calm your mind in relationship and just listen to, to what God has to say. Um, listening in, in relationship, all these things are, are important. Um, but if you don't have that foundation and this is like basic Christianity 101, uh, and I know it's crazy that this is basic Christianity 101 because the majority of Christians don't do these types of things. But if you want to see the greater trust, you have to have a source for that trust to come through. And if it's not, if you're not fostering a relationship, you're really going to struggle in making sense mm-hmm. of this world. Um, you're going to make, you're really going to struggle in making sense of how God is at work. Um, you're going to look at life and say like, where's God? Right. That, like, that's going to be the, the, the mindset that you're going to take because you just, you don't know him. You don't know how he's going to react to things. You don't know how he's going to intervene in things because you just don't know him. You think you might, you have an idea because you're like, someone told me this once, or I, I think God was in it this way. Um, but as you're walking in relationship with God, you will, you will know because he will tell you of how he's at work. Um, and mm-hmm. I think oftentimes we forget the basics. We want to get onto bigger and better and grander things. But you can't become an adult if you haven't, you know, at least not a healthy adult. You can't become a healthy adult if you haven't conquered the things you need to conquer and learn as a child. Um, this is one of them. Know your father's voice and follow his lead, right? Know and follow Jesus. That's right. Um, if we can't figure that out, it's going to be really hard to be changed by Jesus. If we can't figure that out, yep. it's going to be really hard to be trust Jesus. If we can't figure that out, it's really hard to see Jesus at work in the difficulties of life yep. um, because yep. difficulties will come. Sin is still a re- reality yep. of our existence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that's, that's my, that's my big final thought, yeah, my friend. What's, what's yours? Dude, I already said it, but my, my super practical thing is, uh, if you, if you're at a spot needing to trust God, maybe that's every single day, or maybe you just have a moment popping up of this and you're struggling with that pop, pop open Psalm 121 and read through it one or one or two times and then pray through it and add the details to it that make it personal to to your life and call out places where you're like I want to believe this but I don't believe it yet you know like that that's that's a good way to pray through a psalm and just borrow the words of the author you know like we that's it's a good way to do it and I think over time as as you see God show up and you see him not let your foot slip and you see how he watches over you and, and how he uh, knows your comings and goings. Like then you start to build trust in a, in a deeper level of like, Hey, I actually, I believe this to be true. Um, and God, t- God teaches at least me things slowly. So I need little simple tools like that of like, how do I pray a Psalm? Try it, give it a shot, see what comes of it. Um, I guarantee God will will show <clears throat> will show up in your life and will be present with you in a way that that you need in the moment. So pray Psalm one twenty one if if this ap- applies to your life, and if it doesn't apply right now, pull it out and pray it when it does. It's all good. Um, 
but yeah, man, maybe uh, maybe you could read the psalm as a close, or I could read it if you want me to, but uh, here is Psalm 121. Uh, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of the heaven, of heaven and of earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forever more. Amen. Buddy, as always, my friend, good to see you. Good to see you, dude. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.